Since the beginning of time, people have always found creative ways of communicating. This is my way. I'm Kyle Leon Henderson, and we need to talk. Hello and welcome to Not For Nothing. I am, of course, Kyle Leon Henderson, and I have here with me today the easiest person to get on this podcast, Ethan Howard Ham. It's me again. I'm Hi. here as usual. Um, today is it's a little different because this is the first really the first episode I've ever come to record where I'm just like just not feeling it. I'm just not in this headspace to record. I'm not really um, excited about recording. Mm -hmm. Um, But I, because I had a whole other episode planned and I had technical difficulties with my electronics. The brand new equipment that I bought, it's giving me grief. Probably a user error because I spent a lot of money on some new equipment and probably don't know how to use it correctly. But also there was some software issues. So I changed it up around a little bit and I had something in mind that I wanted to speak about, but I thought this is, this actually works out better because I should speak about it with you first. Um, so tell me about your headspace. How are you doing today? So to compare with how you, how I've been every other episode that you've asked me that I am considerably worse so we not only have to deal with all the stuff about COVID, but we also now, on top of that, have international protests, marches, riots, and lootings happening. Well, I shouldn't say that because we do have international protests and marches, but the riots and lootings are happening here. <laughs> um, only in America. On top of that, uh, over the death of, of really a collective you know, upheaval of all of the wrongful deaths of black men and women at the hands of police officers. But the sort of driving force, the catalyst behind it all was uh, the tragic death of George, the tragic murder, because it is a murder, Mm -hmm. we got to say it, uh, of George Floyd. Um, And, you know, this whole time I've been saying that this, I think this is what kicked everything over the edge because there was always some little tiny way that the police in the past could spin it to be like, Oh, well it was self-defense or, Oh, we were, this officer was being attacked or he thought he was being attacked. He thought his life was at risk Mm -hmm. or, um, you know, the, the person was resisting arrest and then this tragedy happened. But this time was different because this time a police officer, a white police officer was on camera murdering a black man who did nothing and mm-hmm. he knew what he was doing yeah. and he was doing it on purpose mm-hmm. and there was no two ways about it. Um, and I think we're in the f- fourth day, right? It happened on, um, well, the fourth day of the riots. Oh, okay. It happened on Memorial day. Yeah. So this is eight days since it happened. Mm. Um, yeah, they're in the fourth day of the riots. This, as a recording, when it comes out, it'll be sixth day, I'm sure. 
of riots and right. protests and everything. And I thought that things couldn't get any heavier, and then they did. Right. So it's just been a lot. And, like, I have a day job. That's what I call her. Her name is Day Job. <laughs> uh, I was at my day job two days ago. and You were visiting day job. I was giving her a little attention and someone set the bus stop on fire outside of my work. So that was scary. And as I was driving home, I saw the, the windows being boarded up all over Burbank, California, which is, if you know Burbank, it's real suburban and super safe. That's why we moved there. But even before the, un, you know, un speakable murder of George Floyd and before a lady was caught on camera trying to stir up trouble for Christian Cooper before all that I I was not doing well I um my mental health has been failing for a little while now um and I think everybody's has has been failing them in some way or the other but I have had um I was diagnosed with ADHD when I was 21 and that has meant different things to me at different times in my life. When I was in college, I had a hard time focusing on my work and then sort of evolving a couple of years later when we were in New York, I had a sort of a big, I guess for lack of a better term, flare up where my mental health was taking a toll on me and it was manifesting itself as depression and anxiety and it was really hard on both of us. And, you know, I, th- I always think I've got it under control and I've, you know, I know my triggers, I know my limits. And here lately it's just been, um, it's been harder to read those and it's also been harder to control the world around me and or the energy around me. And the, you know, push and pull on my mentality and, it's interesting because, yes, there has been depression and anxiety, but also um, I haven't really had a hard time focusing, but I have had a hard time um, gathering my words. And, like, words seem to just fall right out of my head. And that's a odd thing. And it's been not great for when you're doing a podcast yeah. um, to well, not be able to important. words. Um, and I also, I stutter a lot. Like I, I have almost a tick of a stutter now and I hope that goes away. Um, well, that's interesting. You've mentioned that before and I would bet that that's more of a thing at work for you because you are so sort of focused on stuff mm-hmm. because I haven't really noticed that happening here. Oh yeah. It happens a lot at work where I'll just, I'll be telling somebody to go like, I'll be telling them something that I've told them all over because I'm, I'm a, I'm a manager. I'm in charge of some people and I'll say, just go do, do, um, and then I'll, you know, I'll be like, just take care of this one customer and then you can go on your break. And that's what it sounds like. And it's scary to me that I don't have words and, you know, and people don't know what to make of it because they don't want to be rude by like putting words in my mouth. And I've told people, help. Yeah. <laughs> help me get there. I don't care. Just be respectful of it. Don't be annoyed with me. I'm trying to help them understand that I, um, I'm trying to get through it as best I can. But, um, yeah, I'm just, I'm really, really struggling right now. 
And I um, I really wanted to talk about it. You know, I wanted to, to really be honest about it on the podcast. Yeah, a minute ago we were discussing sort of what the what this episode could roughly look like. Mm-hmm. And um, you said something like, I don't know if we should, you know, just come on here and look like hot messes on this episode. And I said, well, we are, you know, mm-hmm. that's how we are. And if you want, if that's what you want, if what you're interested, interested in is showing the truth, then that's the truth. Right. And well, and to, to paint a picture of what that was being a hot mess, I don't mean just like, cause you always hear people on podcasts and on interviews and stuff, they're speaking so eloquently about the, about the mess that they have in their lives. And it's like, well, you seem to be handling it really well. And you seem to be, you you know, you seem to be able to define it and talk about it. And, you know, it is valid feelings, but you just seem to be putting in a nice package for everybody. Well, well, I'll, for the sake of letting people know what the hot mess, like I was trying to get the sound right on the podcast and I couldn't, and I could, hear you breathing into the microphone and it was driving me nuts. And I was trying to figure out a way to keep you from being breathing in the microphone. And then while I was doing that, you were getting annoyed with me because you thought I was being annoyed with you for being breathy in the microphone with your, with your nose breathing. Yeah, basically. Um, And it was just like, it was a tense moment. I mean, not tense, but it was just like, it was an annoying moment. And it's just like, are we even in the headspace to even record a podcast right now? Because I'm just, like, annoyed that you will not stop breathing in the microphone. So that's, you know, it's just, like, that's what I was saying, that we're a hot mess. Good God. Um, but like I said, I'm going to I'm gonna just power through and be honest about what I'm going through. And, and I, I don't want to shortchange you either because it, sometimes it makes it very convenient that I have been diagnosed with a mental disorder. Because now it can just be about the one who's defined, who has been labeled damaged. So I can make it about me and it can be, don't be delicate for me right now because I've got mental illness. But you've been going through a lot too. Um, And it's hard to go through mental, because I think if you're going to spend your life with someone who has mental illness, you take on mental illness a little bit. Because you have to be the strong one sometimes. Yeah, I mean, I would say you... I, I don't know if I would agree with saying that you take on mental illness, but I well, definitely... it puts undue mental strain on you that you wouldn't have to have if if you were with someone who didn't have some kind of mental illness. Well, the way I see it is nobody's flawless and perfect. Like, if a, if a partner doesn't have me- mental illness, then... Maybe there's something else that they've got going on. Mm-hmm. Um, nobody is without, I don't want to say baggage because I was actually going to say that too. When you said, you know, been labeled damaged, um, I would give you a pushback on that as well because a diagnosis of mental illness does not equal a stamp of damaged on somebody's forehead, you know? That's true. And I'm not and trying that's to talk not fair for me to say, I guess, like, I'm, <laughs> this may be a episode but that's all- chock full of misnomers based on self-deprecation. Right. That's what I was about to say is that's where, again, we're talking about working through a lot of truths between ourselves in front of however many people listen to this episode, you know? All six of you. Like we're not um, trying to say the wrong thing or offend anybody out there who 
also has been diagnosed with mental illness mm-hmm. or offend anybody or anything like that. But, you know, we talk to each other very honestly mm-hmm. and that you guys listening to this are going to get a little dose of that today. Um, so sometimes we might not say the most absolute correct thing, but mm-hmm. we always come from a good place. I do. I mean, I do sort of just throw my hands up and say, well, I quit. Right. Every once in a while. And I, I'm not there today. I, I'm actually super not there, but actually talking it out is kind of putting me in that space of like, whatever, who cares? Um, well, I'll but tell you, have you to keep going through it. Well, I'll tell you something that sort of to take it back to the, my whistle nose into the microphone. Um, for me, the, like the headspace that I'm in right, right now over the past couple of days um, has been one where I can't really, I can't really trust the good mood. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like I was feeling pretty good today. Like all things considered, um, I woke up feeling very rested. I had a great night's sleep, um, got up at a decent hour, had my breakfast, did mm-hmm. some yoga, did some really, uh, I felt good after the yoga, you know, sometimes if anybody out there does yoga, sometimes you get that, what they call the after yoga feeling where you just feel really like open and it feels like everything is flowing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I felt like that after the yoga. And then I did my essentials of daily living, as my mother used to say. It sounds like something that Mary Kay would say. She probably did. And then, you know, got out of the house for a minute. Uh, I had placed a, um, a curbside pickup order for a soap dish at Bed Bath & Beyond. So I went to get That's that. That's all you were waiting on? Mm-hmm. That was such a dramatic story. To me, because you're like, I placed the because yesterday you tried to pick it up yesterday and they were like, it was already barricaded off. You couldn't get in. Yeah, because we had protests. We had marches coming into Burbank and um, they like very rapidly were like sending out alerts to everybody's phone saying that the the curfew had been moved up because we've been under curfew for the past three days, I think three or four. Uh Uh, And then the curfew got moved up and then businesses in the uh, areas of the march started like closing early. And some of them were like you said, were boarding up windows and stuff. Mm hmm. And um, the Bed Bath & Beyond just so happened to be in that area. And by the time I got there, they were already, you know, barricading off the roads and the employees were leaving and everything. So I just had to turn right back around and go home. Um, anyway. But yeah, it was the first soap dish and I got mm-hmm. it today. Um, nice. And then where, I took a walk. Is it in the bathroom? Uh-huh. I haven't even seen it yet. Yep. Um, and then I took a walk. Um came home, played a little switch. Like, you know, I've been feeling good all day. Mm-hmm. And then you were like, you're breathing in the microphone. And I was just instantly mad, you know? Well, let's, let's not blame it on the microphone. You came home. I came home and you were mad at your camera and then you're mad at the cat. <laughs> oh, that's true. Why was I mad? And then the you camera? were super mad at the switch. I was mad at the camera because I was trying to take a photo of a product of the bar of soap for which I ordered the soap dish. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause you're, you're a blogger for, Mm-hmm. for skincare because of last week's episode. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was trying to take like, take a photo of this product in a new place at a new angle and couldn't quite figure out the best way to do it. Mm-hmm. So I was getting frustrated with that. Um, and I couldn't, I was getting frustrated with the camera because it kept trying to take flash photos and I don't want flash photos. And it's a whole thing. Anyway, I couldn't get the optimal mode on the camera to work without flash. And I was getting annoyed. Um, and then, you know, switch. I mean, if you're, 
if anybody out there plays video games, you understand. And I don't have to explain to you how you can get angry at a video game and then turn around and say, so anyway, what are we talking about? <laughs> but yeah, what I, meant, what I mean when I say I can't trust the good mood is I was in a good mood all day mm-hmm. and felt good energy in, my, in myself all day. Yeah. And then it just took one little, and this is, I'm not commenting on you. I'm just saying it took one remark from you to just make me like, what is that supposed to mean? You know? Well, and that's why, that's why I was like, are we just too much of a hot mess right now to even record? Because I have to get the sound right because it's a podcast. And if we're just going to devolve into a space where we're just angry at each other, staring at each other across the table, that's not a good podcast. And that's not where we are. We, we get it. We're, we have the ability to get over things pretty quickly. Yeah. Um, at times. And if we don't, we pause what we're doing and we talk it out. That's just how we do. And we say, what's really happening? And we always find new things mm-hmm. that we're, we didn't know we were angry about. What, have you, what are your... Th- my thoughts on you are that I really just want to make life as easy for you as I can right now. And that is a source of anxiety for me because I make things very complicated when I'm in a depressant, anxiety-ridden space, which is where I'm at right now. And also I am having ADHD moments. Like, like it's manifesting as ADHD now, and it's really getting me frustrated. And um, so, yeah, that's how I am with you. Like, I'll have, like, a tiff with you or something, and I'm... We'll get to work, and, I, and then I would just, I'll be so depressed because I wish I could just take it back or just call you and be like, I'm sorry, I didn't mean that. I'm just a bitch whenever I get this way. There have been a couple of those mornings where we got into a tiff and you had to leave to go to work. And as soon as you got to work, you sent me a nice long text mm-hmm. of many sweet things. Mm-hmm. You know? It happens. I try. Um, so what about what about your perspective on me? How do you feel about everything? Um, I feel like considering, you know, spaces that I've seen you in in the past and, you know, the the environment that you were in, whether it was work or something else that was putting you in those spaces mm-hmm. compared to what's going on now. You're doing amazing. You're doing great, sweetie. <laughs> what it, you're doing amazing, sweetie. Mm-hmm. That's the meme. Um, yeah. Um, you've you know, you've got a great handle on it. I think, but I th- I also think that you have arrived at a new place with all of that mm-hmm. this time, which is really for the first time ever. I heard you say, as soon as I can get this health insurance stuff figured out, I'm going to get help. Oh yeah. That's a whole story for another day that I don't have health insurance at this very moment because the health insurance people screwed me over. But that's a whole thing. I I do. I, I, I've never done therapy before. And I, I think I, I think I'm ready. Like, I think I need it. Like, I think I need someone to help me work it out. And, I, um, I don't know. I, I just don't know. Um, I don't know. I don't know what I'm trying to to do with it all because it's all brand new to me. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And it's all brand new to you, too. So. And you and I have also talked about, you know, recurring behaviors that we've both noticed in you, like a tendency to self-sabotage. Mm-hmm. Um, like when things kind of start going your way. Yeah. Um, for instance, you were just talking earlier about running into issues with the new equipment and not quite understanding why there were issues in the first place and what you were doing wrong, if you were even doing anything wrong. And it just kind of makes you want to throw your hands up and say, oh, it's not even worth it anymore, you know? Well, yeah. Last week, I almost didn't do a podcast. I almost just canceled because of issues I was having, and I I went through and I finished it. Um, and I almost didn't do another one this week, and it's kind of killing me to try to do it because I work a very long day, and then I come home and record, and then tomorrow I have to work a very long day, and then edit, and that's that's the reality of where this show is right now. Um, and this is really the only thing I got going on because everything else is canceled because of COVID nineteen. I don't perform. Right. I don't. I don't have anything else going on right now, and. You know, I'm kind of hanging on to this bad boy, like the last boat off the Titanic. Right. To call myself <laughs> a working person. Um, well, and as far as I go, I was super excited and super looking forward to doing last week's episode. Mm-hmm. Because that was the first time that I've done anything remotely resembling my work in two months. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. I've got... Nothing going on. Mm-hmm. Nothing. Um, and and for the most part, I have been doing okay with that. But I'm also acutely aware of the fact that, you know, a substantial chunk of what sort of keeps me going and makes me tick is not being fed right now. But the, the projects are, I will say, very short-lived. Because yeah, I, was, I was trying to get this... Um, because I am, I'm, I'm. I mean, it's no, it's a noticeable difference on the podcast, the new sound equipment and everything, and that's something I was really passionate about, really enhancing the pet projects I'm doing. Um, but now that I have all the equipment, I'm like deflated again. Yeah. And now I know what you mean because I felt the same way about this bar cabinet that's sitting right here mm-hmm. next to us. Uh, again, won't get into that. That was a whole big, long, stupid or uh, a whole big, long, stupid ordeal. Well, about we have to give a little some context. We moved to this new apartment the first of April, and we've never we for the all of April we didn't leave this apartment. Pretty much, yeah. We l- moved in here, and it became our purgatory. And you're still in purgatory. I go out for my day job, but. She and I are fighting right now. Hmm. So part of the process of moving here, we've bought some new furniture. We have sort of, I mean, you have to do that when you move to a new place. You have to buy furniture to suit the place because you moved to that place because you had a need missing at your other place. And we needed storage and we bought a bar cabinet. And then it took 28 days to get here. And by the time we've, and we had to actively fight with the company you bought it from and with UPS to get it here. And by the time it was here, you're like, I don't even care. Right. I don't even want it anymore. Well, to be fair, the company I bought it from, the company I bought it from were great. UPS 
was a stupid nightmare. Mm-hmm. Um, but it finally arrived. I don't need any kind of endorsement from UPS. Don't want it. No, thank you. I hate UPS. But it, it finally arrived and we put it together. It was stupid hard to put together. Mm-hmm. Um, it took over 24 hours to put this stupid thing together. Yep. <laughs> so by the end of all that, we didn't even want it because... Although, to loop it back to the sort of main topic of today's episode, uh, we had a discussion that night that it might have gotten done quicker if certain mental hangups were not, you know, were not being activated at that moment. I'll say it. I'll be the one to say it. I'm a control freak and you tried to help and I said, no, thank you. But that's just a a quirk of mine that I'm going to have to work out. So it got put together and now it's here in the apartment and once it all got done and it was all organized and all the glasses were hanging in it pretty and all my cookbooks are here and the bowls are where they're supposed to go and everything is pretty and set on it. I looked at it and I thought, oh no, now what? (laughs) Yeah, like, well, we got this. And I had the similar problems with the sound equipment with UPS and the company that sold it to me. Um... I won't say that the company who sold me the most of my equipment was as good as the company that sold you the bar cart nope. or the bar cabinet. Nope. In fact, they're still not done. They've still not done mm-hmm. all of their stuff. So to. that's hard. But anyway, um, digressions are happening, but that's the life of someone with ADHD. You digress. What did you think when I told you I was going to seek help? Um, I was glad because I feel like um, that's the right thing for you. I feel like there's a couple of, there's a couple of sort of repeating trends that I've seen you go through, mm-hmm. but you know, I'm not a therapist. I'm not a psychi- psychiatrist. Uh, I don't know how to lead or to, how to guide somebody through those kind of things. And it's just the nature of the beast that you probably are not going to listen to me as much as you're going to listen to a stranger who is also licensed, you know? Right. Because well, and that's how it, I mean, and that's how it is I would for like any to, coupled people. You know, you don't listen to each other as much as you could other people. I would also like to sort of bring up the topic that when it comes to yours and my relationship, I'm sort of the one who's more in tune with spirituality. I'm more in tune with self-empowerment. And, and just really leaning into a, po- a more positive space in your life. Um, wouldn't you say? Yeah, um, for sure. We've, you know, we've like, been talking about that a little bit lately, too. I, I've, I've been the one in our relationship to help sort of set the tone for the energetic goals for us. And yeah. for leaning into a positive, more life-affirming space for yourself. And... So it is a lot of times me helping you to come to a perspective that you didn't have before because I do have sort of an abnormally broad perspective of things going on in our lives. And all of that kind of goes out the window some, in some senses, when I get into spaces like this. Yeah. Say more, say more about that. Well, like, what do you mean when you say um, that kind of goes out the window? I mean, it doesn't, I don't throw it out the window. It's just that I, I've I've done a lot of work to really know my triggers and to know my limits. And I know that a trigger for me is having negative people around me. Mm -hmm. Um, And I've had people who, I've had people in my life who um, 
who've been like, well, negative negativity is not a bad thing. And I'm like, well, I don't know. I'm not convinced that is true because anger is not a bad thing to me, but negativity is just a lifestyle and a way of life, like cynicism or, or people always say, I'm not negative. I'm just a realist or I'm not a pessimist. I'm just a realist. And I'm like, well, you have to live your life by your hopes, not your fears. So real, quote unquote, real is what you make of it. Facts are unarguable. Real is subjective. Mm-hmm. I've lost my point. What I was saying, you want me to say more about. I don't throw out those markers that I use throughout my day to make sure that I'm the most effective person for me, that I am the most joyful and the most um, hardworking and the most dependable. I don't throw them out, but they they um they betray me because for me when i share a happy moment and give someone positivity they give positivity back to me and it feels like an exchange mm-hmm. like 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 a transaction of a transaction of the soul and when i get in these spaces i don't get anything in return and I sort of have to take care of me and can't focus on the person that I want to be because people are always telling me you're so happy. You're so joyful. And you know, how do you do it? I'm like, it's work every day. And it's when these moments you're seeing that it's work because I've called in sick for the joy filled life that I try to live. And the understanding of the choices that I've made and the understanding of just giving myself a little grace. You know, I'm not exactly where I want to be with my career, but I give myself the grace because it's like take yourself independently of the career. Do you like the life you have? And the answer is yes, I do. Does that make sense? Yeah, I think I see what you're saying. I don't know. Like I'm going to probably hate myself for going on this entire you know, spiel during the editing process. Well, I think I see what you're saying. And if I may, what I, what I'm kind of getting from that is under ordinary circumstances, you're, you can do those transactions as you called them and they kind of feed your soul. Mm -hmm. Like I'll give this person positivity. They'll give it back to me. And that's, that's what we're transacting, you know, Mm -hmm. but then when these spaces come at you and things can get a little dark for you or a lot dark for you, yeah, you lose that ability to um, to receive the other person's positivity. Or even see the world in a positive way. Yeah. You know, I don't, I don't, um, I don't know, I guess this, this time, this time was different because I saw it coming from a mile away. And I will say I also had outside pressures on me from uh, from certain people and I told those people don't push me there don't push me to that space um just to kind of be as vague as possible but also give it a, a, a definable moment some some decisions were made about me and about stuff going on at my job and at um and in that way 
And some people who were close around me thought that I should feel a certain type of way about it. And I just didn't feel what they were expecting me to feel. And they kept pushing me and pushing me to feel that way. And that was something that I sort of knew. I'm like, this is getting to be real stressful. I need you to stop pressuring me. And they didn't stop. And it just was like a dam broke. And like I could see the river rushing. And there was nothing I could do to stop it. That that, you know, choppy water was coming and there's nothing I could do to stop it. Is that how you feel? Like once you see it, even if you see it coming, there's nothing you can do to stop it? Oh, yeah. Once it's, once the dam is broken, it it's like there was a moment that I needed to take a step back, but I didn't have that luxury because there was no one to step forward to do the work. I, I, I don't like talking about my day job stuff on this podcast, and that's why I am, I am being very vague. Mm-hmm. But my work was trying to make do with all this COVID-19 stuff. And there was a lot of people that weren't there. And I there was, so I needed to take a step back and take care of myself, but there was no one else to step up, and I felt pressure to just stay in that space. And once I was there, I couldn't, I couldn't undo it. So. Right. And I think what you're saying, I'm sure resonates with a lot of people. Um, I hope so. I hope it, I hope that I'm not just the, the lone person here feeling this way. Well, because you yourself kind of got the verbiage that you use from a post that you saw elsewhere too, you know? Did I? Yeah. I think it was Instagram. You said that you saw somebody. It was a celebrity. Oh, some person's oh, oh. Instagram Ginger post. Ginger Z. She yeah. said when the when the anxiety comes in. Um, and I'm paraphrasing. She Ginger Z from Good Morning America said when when it comes in, it's like being in a room full of sunshine and you see the blinds slowly lowering and you can feel the room getting darker and there's nothing you can do to stop it. And that's what it is. You can see the room getting darker and then you're in the dark room and there's no way to there's no way to just like, oh, walk out of this room. You have to find your way out of the room. And that's hard. And for the first time, I think I want to call in, you know, some help and get the get a therapist to help me not just walk a, walk out of the dark room, but walk away from it yeah. a little bit, maybe. Maybe find a way to just stay clear of that. Um, but And there were times, I mean, this is the first time I've ever sort of ventured into the world of therapy, but there's definitely been times when I should have, but <laughs> I didn't. But, to you know, today I'm starting that journey. And... I I, I want to have conversations about it because I just don't know. Like, I don't know anything about therapy. Like, people think they know about therapy. People think, oh, you go to this person, you talk about your feelings, and that's it. That's so vague to me that it just, it doesn't even, it doesn't even register how that's helpful in a, really? in a lot of sense, in a lot of ways. Well, because I don't have a lot of definable feelings. Like, I'm not... In someone um, like you and I are not having like real trouble, yeah. you know, so I don't I don't know how to go and be like my partner is 
you know, doing X, Y, Z and I need to, you know, we're, this is what our situation. I'm not having trouble with work. I'm, you know, I don't know how to define what's going on with me. So I don't know what to talk about, you know? Mm -hmm. That's so funny that you say that because to me, but the thing is too, I, I just, but I really want to be real about it because you don't have experience with therapy. No. So it's all sort of based on assumptions for you too. Yeah. So, and uh, I was about to say, it's funny that you say that because to me, that idea of just like a free open talk therapy session sounds great. I Maybe it's because I am an extrovert. So I'm just like, oh, okay, I talk to a lot of people about a lot of things, probably things I shouldn't be talking about. That could, I mean, I see, I see where you're coming from with that actually, because I feel like an, one way, one of the many ways that you can sort of define extrovert versus introvert is an extrovert will come up to you and say, oh my God, let me tell you about my day. An introvert is going to wait to be asked about their day. Mm. You know? Yeah, I get that. And see, I'm an extrovert because in the way that I'll ask you about your day, I'm like, tell me more. I'm very fascinated by people. So I think I could be a good therapist. Maybe. I don't know. Probably not because they'd be like, well... You'd be that therapist that's like, girl, you need to dump him. Well, I'd just be (laughs) like... This is the third time you've been with this idiot. So yeah. I don't know what else you need me to tell you. Hello? If you don't love yourself, how in the hell are you going to love somebody else? Can I get an amen? I mean, I just, I, I I don't know that I would be a good therapist, but I am, I think I have the skills, but I'm not going to do it. But that's why, to me, the idea of like walking into a room with a person whose job it is to ask me how I'm feeling does that. I walk into the room, I sit down, and they say, so, what's going on with you? And I just get to tell them. That sounds great. I mean, I can do that, too, but I just don't see how it's going to help. Because I I talk to a lot of people about my problems. You know, I talk about my problems to people. So I just, and I'm not skeptical of therapy. I know it will help, but I just don't know, you know, like, somebody who's been to therapy, they know exactly how it's going to help, you know? Mm-hmm. I don't know how it's going to help. Well, I think part of a benefit of that is that they don't know you. They're strangers, you know, so they don't have any vested interest in not hurting your feelings or not trying to. But what if they do hurt my feelings? They might. Is that a, like that's something. So I'm going to be talking to some other friends who have gone to therapy, mm-hmm. but I wanted to start here at home first. I feel like I'm going to have a big problem with a therapist if they hurt my feelings. Hmm. Well, I mean, like you said before. I want you to stop because you're kind of giving me judging eyes right now. You're like, hmm. Well, like that cutesy little judgy thing that we all do with our um, with our significant others. Like, hmm, the toilet seats up again. No. Like, do you really believe it's okay for a therapist to hurt your feelings? Well, like I said before, or like you said a minute ago, I'm kind of going off of assumptions too because I've never been to therapy. I've never talked to somebody who's been to therapy. But to me, part of what therapy is, is hearing hard truths. I don't, and that's the thing. Don't, do you think that I have trouble hearing hard truths? I think you can sometimes. Do you really? Mm -hmm. I'm very honest with myself, I think. Don't you think? For the most part, yeah, but I think there's a couple of, like, big, like I said, repeating trends that I see. Like what? What's a hard truth that I'm going to have trouble hearing? I mean, are we going to hash this out right now live in front of people? Ain't nobody in this house but you and me and Um, a cat or two. 
Well, we've already sort of touched on the idea of self-sabotage, you know. The well, idea yeah. That See, and I acknowledge that. Right. But there's another one. Do you want to hear it? Sure. I have editing power. If I don't like it, I'll cut that thing out. In a similar way, I have noticed over the years that when things that you are really trying to work at, like your career, for, your entertainment career, for instance, things with the podcast, things with... Um, improv whatever mm-hmm. the case may be when things actually start moving and things start going well one of two things is going to happen or sometimes both sometimes you'll self-sabotage and we've touched on that already mm-hmm. other times you will and maybe this kind of is part of the self-sabotage i really i don't know but you will also sort of look outside of yourself for help mm-hmm. and then yeah and I then when that. and then and when those people that you ask for help don't fulfill what it is that you wanted from them. That's when you can be like, well, forget this then because I'm alone. Oh my gosh. I just had a breakthrough. (laughs) That'll be $400 please. (laughs) Like I know exactly where that comes from. No therapy needed. I'm doing it here for you. No, I do. I know where that comes from. Like, do you remember in New York, that friend that we, I, I mm-hmm. mean, I'm going to put him a little on blast because it's really shitty. I wouldn't say his name. I'm not going to say his name, okay. but that friend who we kept his cat for a month and then we let him live on our own damn couch for a month and then he got sick as a dog and nearly died and you went and took care of him and then I asked for help. You know, it, it's hard. It is hard for me to ask for help sometimes. I asked for help, and he's like, sure, I can help you. Because I had it was help launching this podcast, or one iteration. This podcast is a generation away from the first podcast I did. Um, but the episodes get trickled in sometimes from the first one, whenever I'm feeling frisky about wanting to post them. But, uh, oh, did you see it? Mm-hmm. Post them. Um but he's like, yeah, I'll help you next weekend. And because I put myself on a deadline and he was supposed to help me do a few things. And then he just like totally blew me off and did not care. And I'm just like, this was so important to me. And you just didn't care. We were just a stepping stone for you to have the life you wanted in New York. And it had nothing to do with us. And we helped you. If it weren't for us, you wouldn't be there. And that just showed me I can't depend on people. And that's when I set the nose to the grindstone, learning how to edit a podcast, learning how to navigate my way through the world of producing a podcast. And now I'm in the space where I'm learning to be a sound engineer, I guess. Um, So it's interesting that... That's where, that's where that stems from. I think where I just could be. I second guess myself so much when I know something is right. Could be, and I don't need anybody else's input, but I seek it so much. Yeah, and I think that second guessing comes from that. Because I mean, if I remember correctly, that was really the first time that you asked for outside help with mm-hmm. all of this. And it got, and it just got dumped, you know, it and maybe just was that like was a slap in the face. Yeah. And maybe you thought, oh, so this is how it is. And, you know, it was a betrayal of friendship. Yeah. Like, 
just what I'm doing is not important enough for you to give a crap. Not even to like po- call me to postpone um, working on some stuff with me. Um, I've had a little bit of redemption over the course of this time because I did have help building this new sound equipment mm-hmm. system set up that I have from our friend Patrick. Mm-hmm. And he's wonderful. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was, I was having trauma with it because it was like a throwback to Gregory. Maybe. The reason I say Gregory is because that's the name of his cat. So I'll call him by his cat's name. And if you know a friend with a friend from a friend of a friend who has a cat named Gregory, you just heard the story of the crummy way he made me feel. So that leads me back to what I said about, you know, you and hard truths. Because last week there came a moment where you could have thrown in the towel and said, this is too much. I'm not doing this right now mm-hmm. in regards to this show. Yeah. And I gave you the hard truth of, no, you said you were going to do this and you should do this. And it did not go well. So well, I, that's why I kind of gave you that. Okay. I can see how that, how you could feel that way. And there's probably some truth to it, but there was, yeah, that's probably true. I mean, I want to be open to that, um, but I don't know. I just, I still don't think there's a difference between being a hard truth, having a hard truth and realizing it and hurting your feelings, you know? I mean, that's true, but when it's coming at you, it can sometimes be hard to tell the difference. Maybe. See, that's why I don't know. I don't know what to expect with therapy. Um, But I'm looking forward to it. Maybe. Actually, I'm really not. (laughs) I'm really not looking forward to it. Like, I, I guess I'm looking forward to having some real solutions for some problems that have been in my life my whole life. Yeah. And that's going to be great. But also, I don't know. I'm looking forward to hearing more from people who have been to therapy. Mm-hmm. Have you thought about going to therapy? I have. Yeah, for sure. Well, are you going to? I think so. Because, you know, if we're able to, once we're able to get, again, self-insurance to figure it out, well, I'll the be thing there is, with you. Um, did you say go to therapy with me? No. What did you say? Again, once we get this health insurance stuff figured out, I'll be on that plan with you. So I'll be able to get it too. Mm. I think that's correct, right? Well, there's some long-term stuff that we need to work out with the health insurance stuff. But right now, I work for a company that gives us free therapy. And that's why I'm going now. And it's available for you too. Well, I wonder, I mean, I'll let you be the guinea pig, I guess, because I wonder if that's this, I wonder if it's the same thing, you know, like it's therapists who sign up with this program. They're, th- they're real therapists. It's not mm. just like a fake therapist. Well, we shall see, I guess. Um, I don't know if this is going to be the best episode there ever was, but it's an episode. Yeah, it'll be out there. And I hope that. Me and you sitting down today to just 
talk about our hard truths and talk about like our headspace and where we are with everything has helped some people or maybe entertained people. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, if you're inter- entertained by this, then maybe you need to like maybe you su- need therapy. Subscribe to Netflix or something. I don't <laughs> know what to tell you because this is this is real stuff that you know that ever I think everybody's dealing with across the world. You know. Yeah. Friend of the show, Jake, he uh, wrote me the other day and, you know, he was just talking about how some days are hard. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, you know, on top of, I think everybody has their own little mixed bag of what they're dealing with on a daily basis. Mm -hmm. Like for me in that mixed bag is definitely work stuff. Yeah. Um, One of my jobs is working on reopening uh, very soon. We had a Zoom meeting about it um, a couple of days ago, and in the midst of doing this episode, I just got a text that's uh, from the boss that said that it has become clear that we need to have another Zoom meeting because there are still some uncertainty. Mm-hmm. So that's just a whole... Well, and that's that's true. And I mean, Well, but from what... He kind of made it sound like the uncertainty is coming from inside the room, if that makes any sense. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, that's... Well, as a company, as as a person who has a day job that's already gone back to work and the plan of action on how to best serve the people we serve uh, with the you know stuff we do, it's evolved over the last month in a mm-hmm. way that I'm just like that was there was a lot of hurt feelings and there yeah. was a lot of uncertainty and it's hard. And I hope that your job your company doesn't have as hard of a time as mine did. I think it will. So because I mean, I'll put this out there and if any of the stylists from work listen to this, I say this with love and I love you all, but you know, it's true. Um, the way that, uh, anybody who has ever worked in a salon knows that knows that it can be um, a high drama Mm -hmm. situation a lot of the times. And blessedly our little work family is usually great about avoiding that kind of stuff, especially when it comes to little petty things Mm -hmm. that can happen in salons a lot. But there's still big personalities in close quarters. And Mm -hmm. uh, something that I've noticed amongst the stylists is they all share something in common, which is this tendency to be like, this doesn't work for me and that's all there is to it. And I'm not going to do anything until it's fixed. Well, I was going to say that, that like you have an opinion people not just you know salon people but people have an opinion of the way that things are done but if you don't do them in a specific way during this time you're not keeping people safe yeah and you are potentially breaking the law yeah and you are like if you have too many people inside the building at once you're breaking the law mm-hmm. and if you are not socially distancing you're you know you're breaking the laws here or the mandates, I don't know, but you know, you really, it goes bigger than this just is not my opinion of how it should be done. We have to do it this way. Yeah. Um, so that's going to be a lot. So good luck. And, uh, yeah, I, I just really hope that this conversation helps people, you know, and I hope that if you need help, you'll seek help. And I hope that you will, Give yourself a break a little bit. Cut yourself yeah. some slack. Because, I mean, it's very easy for me to give advice that I need to take for myself to other people because that's what I am. I'm an empath. But it's time to eat that lovely crockpot dinner, whatever that is, over there sizzling. Before we go, there's actually a little something that I think it would be 
nice for us to do. Mm-hmm. Um, I would kind of like for us to leave this episode saying just very simple, basic words, three words that are negative that describe how we're feeling today mm-hmm. and three words that are positive that describe okay. how we're feeling today. Um, would you like to start or would you like me to start? I'd like you to start since okay. it was your idea. That'll give me... Well, I would say my negative words are scared, mm-hmm. exhausted, mm-hmm. and um, hopeless. Yeah. But my positive words are persistent, courageous, mm-hmm. and I guess two words, at peace. Okay. I think my negative words are exasperated. Mm-hmm. Like I'm just exasperated. Mm-hmm. A lot of which is with other people. Yeah. Just people who don't take life seriously right now. Can we explain our words? I don't know. I mean, I didn't, but go for it. <laughs> well, you know me. I'm a wordy man. Um, another negative word is, I think, tired. Mm-hmm. I'm just bone tired. Mm-hmm. And another one is, oh, I know, I know the other one. I'm cynical. Mm. And I'm not a cynical person, but I just don't have faith in people right now. Yeah. I really just don't trust anyone that I don't already know in my life, you know, because I'm just like, you are not like people will come to me during my day job, not wearing a mask. And I'm mm-hmm. like, you don't give a crap about anyone other than yourself. Yeah. And we had parameters of where people could go at my day job. Someone just went around the parameters. Mm-hmm. I'm like, it, and I, and I did get a little exasperated. I'm like, it couldn't be any clearer. It could not have been any clearer. You just don't care because you're going to get what you need done, done. And that's it. So I'm just very cynical about people right now. I mean, you would 100% disagree with this, but I think the world needs that right now. Cynicism. Yes. I think I think the world needs. I think everybody who's out there who's like those people needs tired, exhausted, exasperated, cynical people to just yell at them and to just call them out on. I'm going to swear and call them out on their shit. You know, <laughs> you can swear on the show. Okay, <laughs> you don't have to. I'm going to swear. Here it comes. Um, um, but I want to disagree with you, but I don't. Did know you see that? that I do did you see that video of the woman who got yelled out of the grocery store in Staten Island? That's what we need. We need people oh, yeah. shame her out of exactly her, out of that. Well, and my good words, um, I would say expectant. And the reason I say expectant and not hopeful is because I feel I find hopeful a cliche at this point because hope, hope, hope has been like marketed too much. I'm expecting it because I do believe that everything that's going on is going to make things better. In some way, I just believe it. I believe we are at a turning point, and we got to just hold on. I'm tender, and that's okay. Um, and vulnerable. Mm-hmm. I, I feel very vulnerable right now, and vulnerability is very, very necessary for change. I agree. So I would encourage the listeners to do this at home. Gotcha. I think that... Um, that could potentially help everybody just to take a brief moment to just sit down and reflect and recognize how you're feeling 
and recognize everything, the good and the bad. Mm-hmm. Give yourself three good words or three bad words. And then just accept that that is the truth and that none of it is... Yes, you've given yourself good, quote-unquote, words and bad, quote-unquote, words, but none of it is right and wrong. None of it is something that should be fixed or celebrated. It's just how you're feeling that mm-hmm. day. Yeah, I, I do feel a lot better day by day, but I want to feel whole. Yeah. So, and that's part of I think why we wanted to do this today too, knowing that it wasn't going to be the the greatest episode ever because, or maybe it is. I don't know. Right. I mean, I'll tell you tomorrow when I edit this thing. Well, you know, I just, me personally, I just wanted to share with everybody that some days you really are just trying to like, you know, trudge through the mud until you get to the end of the day. Well, like, and that's okay. I picked up a shift. To work tomorrow for someone who is in quarantine. And I was trying to get rid of it because I'm just, I'm spent. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm just spent and I couldn't get rid of it. And so I'm just like, I'll work it. Mm-hmm. So I'm trudging through the mud tomorrow. I'm trying right. to get through tomorrow because then I have a few days off. And then I have my Sunday off. I love having Sunday off. So... And next week I get to get a haircut. Yay. Oh, my and God. I, I have we'll not, see. I don't know. I have not had a haircut since January. Hopefully I get to get one next week, too. Well, see, we're ending on a high note. Yay. So I hope everybody has a happy week. I hope that you take a little time to just take care of yourself and do like last night. I ate, I ate my feelings. Mm-hmm. I don't care. I'll run next week. I'll mm-hmm. run. You know, everything's fine in moderation. But if you want to follow Ethan on Instagram, follow him at Ethan H. Ham. Uh, if you want to follow me, it's at Kyle L. Henderson and also on Twitter. And also you can join the Facebook group, Not For Nothing, and be a part of the conversation. And until next week, I hope everybody has a great week. Bye.